Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Uh, So today is a continuation of our award-winning podcast series on lease problems. Um, I mean, at least we have to assume we've won some kind of award by now. I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Uh, Anyway, today's topic relates to evictions. Specifically, we want to give those of you who are property managers an idea of what your rights and obligations are so that you can balance your responsibility to your property owners with the rights of tenants. Today we're going to focus on the law as it currently exists and how you should operate under the Virginia Residential Landlord-Tenant Act or VRLTA. At this point, there's little difference between the VRLTA and the common law, but we're still going to focus on the VRLTA. So first, let's talk about how you can begin the process of removing a tenant for a violation of the lease. Before you can initiate the legal process of an eviction, the VRLTA provides notice requirements to the tenant, and those requirements vary based on why you want to terminate the lease. If the issue is unpaid rent, you must give the tenant notice telling him that if he does not pay the rent in five days, you will file an unlawful detainer lawsuit. And we'll discuss that topic a little more in a bit. The reason you want to terminate is a violation of the lease other than non-payment of rent, and that violation can be remedied by the tenant. You must first provide what's known as the 2130 letter. The 2130 letter basically tells the tenant that if she doesn't remedy the violation of the lease term within 21 days, the lease will terminate in 30 days. Violations that would fall under this would include things like parking in an unauthorized spot, having an animal on the property if the lease prohibits it, and other things like that. If the tenant cures the issue within 21 days, you cannot terminate the lease. If the person intentionally commits the same violation again after you've issued the 2130 notice, you can terminate the lease 30 days without giving the tenant time to cure or fix the problem. If the tenant's violation is non-remediable, like, for instance, the intentional destruction of property or illegal drug distribution, if the tenant's violation is non-remediable, like, for instance, the intentional destruction of property or illegal drug distribution, you can give written notice saying the lease will terminate at the end of 30 days. If the violation is a willful or criminal act which poses a threat to health or safety, You can terminate the lease immediately and start eviction proceedings. In cases like this, you don't have to wait for an actual conviction to terminate. You just have to prove to the judge that the person committed the violation by the preponderance of the evidence, which is one of my favorite legal terms. Basically what that means is you have to prove it's more likely than not that the tenant committed the crime. Now keep in mind, this is a lower standard than what you need for a criminal conviction. After you terminate the lease, how can you go about actually getting the tenant out of the property? As we discussed earlier, in Virginia, you would file an unlawful detainer suit. To do this, you would need to go to a magistrate or a general district court judge and have him or her issue a summons to the tenant. That basically puts the tenant on notice that you are starting the process of eviction. If she decides to contest, the judge will set a trial date. If she does not contest, you can ask for a writ of possession. A writ of possession is a legal document that tells the tenant that you now have the right to possess the property and that she, as the tenant, has to leave. The sheriff is the one who will actually serve the writ on the tenant, but he must wait to do so for 10 days. Why 10 days? Because the tenant has 10 days to appeal the judgment, and the sheriff can't serve the writ during that appeal period. 
the sheriff has to serve the writ at least 72 hours before the actual eviction begins. At any point before a judgment is issued in an unlawful detainer suit for non-payment of rent, the tenant can pay all outstanding rent, fees, court costs, and remain in the property. However, the tenant can only do this once every 12 months. This is known as a right of redemption, if you ever hear that phrase. And even though the eviction process has already started, you as the landlord can still accept rent from the tenant. However, if you want to accept the rent, either in full or partial, and continue on with the eviction, you have to let the tenant know that you are accepting the rent with reservation. Otherwise, accepting the rent will be seen by the courts as an agreement that the tenant has satisfied the obligations and you'll have to start the eviction process all over again. Beginning on July 1st of 2018, you only have to provide the tenant with written notice that you are accepting their rent payment with reservation one time between delivery of the termination notice and the end of the eviction process. The safest thing to do is to include that language in the written termination notice. After the court case is over and the sheriff has served the writ of possession on the tenant, how does the actual eviction process work? There are two types of evictions, full and 24-hour lock change. For a full eviction, you would need to take all the tenant's property and place it on the nearest public right-of-way. You, or the landlord, has to provide a locksmith and enough people to get all the property out of the house. The sheriff's office looks after both the landlord and the tenant's interests and may order that the eviction be postponed if there's inclement weather or other factors that could affect the tenant's property. The 24-hour lock change eviction is more commonly used, mostly because it's significantly cheaper. You or the owner must provide a locksmith to change the locks. Then the house basically becomes a temporary storage facility for 24 hours. During that time, the tenant must have reasonable access to remove the property, but he or she cannot stay overnight. At the end of the 24-hour period, any property left in the dwelling goes to the landlord, who must either sell it or destroy it. If the tenant comes back on the property after the 24-hour period ends, he or she is trespassing. Keep in mind that only a law enforcement official can actually remove a tenant from a dwelling. Self-help eviction is highly discouraged in Virginia. You also cannot cut off water, gas, or other essential services in an attempt to get the tenant to get out. This is called constructive eviction, and a tenant can get a court order requiring you to resume service. The tenant can also recover actual damages and attorney's fees, plus the court might order that the tenant retain possession of the property. If things have gotten to the point of eviction proceedings, you need to follow all the proper steps and let the process play out as the law intends. We also always recommend seeking legal advice. Absolutely. All right, Kate, let's see what the legal hotline has to offer today. I have a tenant whose lease terminated at the end of September and has not moved out of the property. What steps do I need to take to get him out? Well, John, Code Section 55-248.37 addresses holdover tenants, which is what this person has become. The landlord can bring an action for possession and can also recover actual damages, attorney's fees, and court costs. You can also include a liquidated damage provision in the lease that states the tenant is penalized a certain amount, not more than 150% of the per diem of the monthly rent, for every day that he remains in the property. Next question. We recently discovered that a tenant has a large quantity of marijuana plants growing around the house that he is renting. How can we go about getting him out of the property? 
So this would be a criminal violation of the lease, which means that you can immediately terminate the lease without giving the tenant 30 days notice. You need to prove by a preponderance of the evidence, there's that word again, um, actually a couple of words, which means more likely than not that he committed a crime. If you do that, the judge should issue a writ of possession and you can go ahead and evict him if he does not leave willingly. All right, Kate, last question. Are there any magic words that have to be included regarding rent with reservation? The law says that you must provide a written notice to the tenant that any and all amounts owed to the landlord by the tenant, including payment of rent, damages, money, judgment, award of attorney's fees, and court costs, would be accepted with reservation and would not constitute a waiver of the landlord's right to evict the tenant from the dwelling. So how do you limit your risk when dealing with evictions? When in doubt with legal proceedings, always talk with an attorney. We can give you general legal information on the hotline and in this podcast, but for situations like evictions where the specific facts of the situation really matter, you should always err on the side of caution and consult counsel. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. All of the members of this podcast are attorneys. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.